Ashley. And this is Aaron. Fuck <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this Hey guys, welcome back to this week's mini-sode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. As you know, we appreciate it so much. We would not be here without you guys. And before we get started, I thought you was going to say something. I did. I said thank you. (laughs) I'm going to let Aaron tell you guys what a mini-sode actually is. A mini-sode is a smaller version of our full-length episode. We just take one piece of our regular episode and we spend a little time on it, digging a little deeper into it. So, coming to you every week, but our mini-sodes are mini-episodes. And that's a mini-sode. And that's a mini-sode. <laughs> you off today. Okay. No, so. I paused on saying... I, I, I paused again on saying a time limit. That was what the hesitation was. I was about to, and then I was like... Oh. I don't even do that. No, we don't give time limits anymore, guys. All right. So I know we have a plan for this week's mini so, right? Like we're talking insecure? Yes, we right? are. Yes. Two okay. episodes, two and three. What? Have two gone. and three. I'm really excited to talk about it too because you know, when I saw episode three, oh, I cannot wait to run my mouth with you. I said, Oh, this is gonna be a good conversation because listeners, I don't know if y'all remember, but a couple episodes ago. I said to Aaron, Lawrence and Issa are going to end up having sex this season or they're going to kiss or something's going to happen and you owe me a drink. Guys, Aaron is going to owe me a drink. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, Real quick. So I was in the car the other day and I'm just like, you know, riding, listening to some music. Ah, what song came on? Damn, I can't. Oh, Lesson Learned by Alicia Keys, right? Yes, like, you know. I was burned, but I called it Lesson Learned. Listen, I love that song. And so I just got to thinking, and I thought maybe it would be a good, like, five question one day. Like, we don't have to, like, go full detail now. But are there ever any songs that you hear that are not gospel songs, like, not, uh, that still give you that spiritual soul feeling? You know what I mean? Like, because you know when you're in church and you get the, I guess you get the Holy Ghost and you get the Spirit and that song just hits you and maybe you start crying or maybe, you know, you put your hands in the air because you like, yes, Lord, take me to the king. But are there ever some songs that are not gospel in that nature that still give you that feeling? Like you raise your hand and it may not be to God. You just raise <laughs> your hand and maybe like, you know, in agreement, like, mm, like it just, mm, it hits you. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day and I said, maybe that'll be good. Like, we could talk about it, like, in an episode or five questions or whatever and maybe have some songs. Like, what song that... I mean, because there are other songs other than Lesson Learned. Now, yes, Lesson Learned gets to me like that. It gets to me every time. It's called time. The Past because I'm getting past what? And I ain't nothing like I was before. You ought to see me now. Ugh, Even Alicia. though I think that last little line is a questionable line, maybe. <laughs> is it? Who cares how you, if you see me now? Ah, you are to see me now. Yes. Okay. But that's just, okay, that was just me running my mouth. But now I'm ready to run my mouth. 
about Insecure. <laughs> so let's get it started. Where you want to start? I, I'm guessing we're going to start episode two. Okay. Because okay. we didn't. Okay. Okay. So let's get it popping. Where you want to start? Uh... So you, you want to do like a... Um, I guess a summary of what happened in episode two. God, yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, let's let's, let's see here. All right. Well, the description says when Issa and Condola decide to confront the elephant in the room head on, Lawrence gets uncomfortable. In search of a real connection, Molly suggests to get Molly struggles to get Andrew to open up during a carefully architected architected um, date night. Ooh. Actually, I'm glad. Where I do read we want to start? What do you want to start? What that? do you want to start? I needed that refresher. Uh... I mean, let's start yes. with the first part. When Issa and Condola decide to confront the elephant in the room head on, Lawrence gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I think that's interesting because I think the first part, in, when I when I think about the first part of that statement, I was appreciative of the fact that Issa and Condola took the opportunity to, like, let's not, like, pussyfoot around and ignore, like, what we have just discovered. We made it through right. this event. Now we need to address it so that we can continue to move forward. And Issa's like, because I want to work with you. And I'm like, I'm on some good vibes right now. Like, that's what I'm on. So I thought that that was, like, actually good that they were able to address it, laugh about it, and then move on. And But then the part where Lawrence gets uncomfortable... I realized that today when I said, I, I think I, so before we recorded, I said to Ashley that there's, there's, when I, today, when I re-saw that one scene, it made me, like, think differently about, like, Condola in the sense that I realized Lawrence was sort of justified in him feeling uncomfortable. I don't know if I felt that way before as much as I honed it on that today. The way Condola brought it up and then explained how Lawrence was a part of her and Issa's discussion, I could see why he was like, what? Like, I could see why he would why, why he would take it beyond what it actually was. Me as a viewer, I actually know how that, that, that thing, how Lawrence was brought up, how it was not as deep as he might have taken it, but he doesn't know that. And so to me, now looking at it, she could have been more detailed in what she said. Like, we always say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. This was one of those mm-hmm. moments where that was not true. It was, it was, right. It wasn't how you yeah. said it because she was, she wasn't speaking to me. It didn't come across as being negative or naive, even though I'll touch, even though I, I think I need to rethink some of that too, in terms of, it didn't seem malicious, but what she said, yeah, it was just lacking the details to ease his, his discomfort. So. I'm glad you mentioned that us as the viewers, you know, when you, you may mention, of, you know, us as the viewers knew what they said, but he didn't because the first time I watched that episode, immediately I said to myself, Lawrence is such a bitch. Like, Lawrence is a bitch. <laughs> like, when he when he was talking to Chad and uh, Derek about it or whatever and talking about, so should, how how can I basically say to Issa, keep my name out your fucking mouth? Nigga, what? Like, I was really, I have felt some type of way. However, when I went back to watch it and I actually paid more attention to the conversation that Lawrence and Issa had, and I know we'll talk about that, I felt differently about his viewpoint because he really is wanting just to have Condola know him from him, you know, and it's a different view when your ex is saying things, even though, again, Issa and Condola didn't say anything like about whatever, although we do find out later that Issa told him, uh, told Condola that he ran track or some shit. So that is, you know, that's like, damn, she's trying to get to know me and I'm trying to show her me or I'm trying to let her know who I am but you're giving her who I am from your point of view before I even get a chance to and that could kind of like give Condola like that could that could hurt things between him and Condola her knowing shit about him from Issa because maybe there are things that he doesn't even want to tell like when they talk they made a joke about the whole his first name or whatever like yeah I just mm -hmm. but when I again when I went back and saw it 
I felt Lawrence, but that first time I was like, this nigga a bitch. Like, <laughs> Lawrence, I was over Lawrence, but I get that. So, yeah. I don't um, know if I took it yeah. that far, but yes, I can see. Oh, I did. Because I just felt so, because, uh, you know, niggas talk more than bitches these days. Yeah, but I will yeah, say, yeah. Um, I never sure. I never felt any type of way about Condola, about what she said. I thought, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying now, and I guess I'll have to go back and watch out for that. But I thought she said it in a way, like, and she kind of let him know, like, it wasn't anything bad, you know, it wasn't like that, you know, it just, whatever, to ease the tension. And I, I do, I still feel like Lauren should have been more understanding of that. Like, dude. See. Yeah, you're, he's not looking at it from other points of view, I guess. I think I was thinking, I was, I was where you were in, in terms of how you condone that situation. And I'm not saying I'm not like trying to berate her now. I'm just, now that I've seen it again, like just before we, you know, got on, started doing this, I saw it again and I just looked at it. I realized like what, like the details of how she described what happened could lead one to wonder, like could lead one to think that it was more than what it was. Like literally they, you know, it was an exchange of, we don't need to let this be an elephant in the room, mayonnaise and French fries, ha 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 ha. And they kept it moving. That's what we saw. And the way she's made it seem was like, you know, we were just talking about you. Like, you know, like it wasn't anything serious. Like, no, no. (sighs) It wasn't. It wasn't, but the way I think she just left out. I think the way in which she just said it could 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 I could see how he could misinterpret the severity or the degree to which he was actually like the subject of that conversation. So, he'll be all right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so now, okay, where are we moving from there? Like, are we going to go to? Well, where do you- I think I'm just excited to talk about one thing, one scene, <laughs> one scene. But I'll wait till we get there. Okay. All right. So Condola and Issa have their moment. You know, they talk about Lawrence. Lawrence finds out. Um, and then Lawrence feels some type of way. We see him talking to Chad and Derek about it or whatever. Like, how he sh- how should he handle it? And then we see Lawrence go to Issa's, right? Yes. Does he? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. How do you feel about him going to Issa? Let me. How do you feel about that? Overall, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I think, <laughs> I think he approached it well. And she responded well. And I think they walked away from each other not feeling slighted by the other or like it would, like a dig was taken. You know, there wasn't, it did, it felt like a good, a good interaction. I have no issues with it. Okay. Yeah, I did. I mean, I thought that too. It was very mature. Um, I just love Issa too. Like her and her awkwardness, but that is regardless of who she's around. So it was, you know, it was funny to see that. And I, I like that Lawrence knows her awkwardness as well. So where oh, someone no. else may have looked at her Pause. like she was crazy. No, so great. Go ahead. What? That's not what happened next, but go ahead. We'll, we'll okay, go well, we'll circle back. But I was just going to say, um, even though, you know, he was kind of looking at her like, I mean, he, he, he didn't look at her like she was crazy as if he didn't know how she was. Where someone else could have been like, girl, what is your problem? He just kind of like went along with it. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was cute. I mean, he knows her, right? I think. When did I say this? I, I was like, their their energy matches each other. Like it's been developed over the years with each other in mind. Like it fits mm-hmm. in a way that long term relationships would fit. Like five or six years later, right? They they they've just yeah, they've known each other for a long time. Long time. Long time. Okay, so what was you about to say? What 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 were we backing up to? Oh, what happened next was what happened right? Halloween. No, what happened after? 
after Lawrence went to go talk to um, Derek and Derek and what is his name? Derek and Chad. Yeah, Derek and Chad. Issa was sitting down with Condola when Molly showed up, and Molly and Condola was about to oh, leave. I forgot about to that part. Eat, yes. And then they sat down and ate, and we saw that sort of weird interact, not weird, awkward, strange interaction. Definitely awkward. Yeah, and then you know Condola went to go. So Issa and Condola were sitting down, and they were discussing you know the the block party, and Molly showed up. Issa Condola was about to leave. Issa offered Condola to stay. Condola said yes. She went to the restaurant. Was it the restaurant? I think it was. And when yeah. she was gone, then Molly sort of brought it up. Like, I thought it was just going to be you and I. And Issa was like, mm-hmm. I mean, do you want me to tell her to leave? Like, you know, we maybe we'll talk, you know, at Self Care Sunday. And even though yeah. Molly agreed that it was cool, you could still see she, she was still standoffish. Yes. Uh, the tension was there. Yes. The tension was definitely there. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, what, you know, Molly. What did you I, I feel think? Like, yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so I feel like I've been in this, that situation before, but I was Issa because I've had a friend like Molly that, and I don't necessarily think that Molly doesn't want, right now. I don't necessarily think that Molly doesn't want Issa to be friends with Condola. Well, maybe she doesn't, but she has her own reasons. But I do understand her feeling somewhat slighted, like, okay, this was supposed to be our time. You know, I want to talk to you. We got shit to discuss. And you pretty much didn't invite somebody else to our party. Like, that's how Molly's looking at it. So I understood, I guess, Molly's hesitation because she doesn't know Condola, right? So this is a time that she wants to kick it with her homegirl and talk about her personal life. And she doesn't necessarily want Condola in her personal life, which is understanding But I also, from Issa's point of view, I think Issa's just trying to bring her friends together. Or Issa knows that, you know, there's there's an issue between her and Molly, right? And so she's trying to prevent these uncomfortable moments by bringing other people into the circle. You know? I don't know. That was my take. Oh, okay. Let's see. This is to me is where communication is important. And there's, and I see a lack of communication in different ways. One, when Issa said to Molly, do you want me to tell her to leave? Molly should have said yes. If the conversation that she was trying to have at that moment was that serious and she wanted it to be between her and Issa, she should have said yes. Like, don't be afraid to say what it really is. And that to me is her missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like they had a conversation before they were meeting up that this was supposed to be that type of interaction. Like where it was just supposed to be like Molly saying some shit that Condola didn't need to be there for. From Issa's perspective, they were just, you know, having dinner or lunch, whatever time of day it was. They were just getting together. And so that's why she extended Mm -hmm. the invitation. And it was supposed to be that she should, Molly should have made that known before they got together, right? Once again, and missed opportunity to be clear around what your intentions are for this get together, regardless of what your expectations are. And I do also want to respect the fact that Molly and Issa have been, you know, tight they have been friends for a long time so there uh, there is a certain level of you know who you're going to meet up with like you sort of haven't under like thought of what it's going to be because y'all have been doing this for you know how long right, right? like right, and right. when that is disrupted you know you may pause i can i can totally empathize with that situation as well too so i don't want to negate that but i do think that there's something to be said like when that happened, okay, missed opportunity. She wasn't clear. She had expectations that, you know, 99% of the time are right. This just happened to be that 1%. But when Issa said, do you want me to ask her to leave? She should have said something. I do think right. that. Honesty um, saves everybody's time. Honesty does save everybody's time. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, do, I don't know if Issa's trying to, like, be her friend just to be her friend or be friendly because of her 
what she's doing to help her with the block party, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that they just have a genuine connection, right? Like, I mean, we've seen that between Condola and Issa. So Issa could have just been, they, it looked like they were already having a good time when Molly walked up and maybe it was just like still in that moment where you just don't want to like necessarily let that vibe go yet. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we've covered, okay. So now we've covered Issa, I mean, Lauren's going to Issa, Condola and Issa, Molly and Issa. <laughs> Molly and Issa at that, that that awkward lunch that brings us to what toward the end of the episode like no, the, now the that brings us that to oh Molly's, Molly's date date where oh Aaron you know. okay this is the part that I wanted to get to and I'm just gonna say this there <laughs> are times when you're watching something on TV and you think to yourself damn it I feel attacked they talking about me. <laughs> When Andrew said to Molly, you find a problem with everything or you have a problem with everything. I cannot remember exactly how he phrased it. I felt attacked because, but I also feel like that's a sign of growth to, to see certain things in yourself, right? To see like, shit, I do be making problems out of nothing sometimes. Like where it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. It can be, it can be an issue for me, but it doesn't have to be a problem for the other person, right? Like, it all depends mm-hmm. on how you address it and mm-hmm. how you, um, you know, try to get a resolution. So when he said that, I was just like, wow, like, that's really powerful. And I hope that Molly actually took heed to what he was saying, because that is true of Molly. And it's so true, because I went back to uh, season one recently and was watching some episodes from then. Molly, like, this is why you can't keep a man, you know? Like, I mean, you do make a problem out of everything. And some people just aren't strong enough or willing to put up with that. So, I don't know. But I really like, I I like that. I think that she, the approach that she took to try to get him to open up was just wrong. Like, instead of, again, honesty saving everybody's time, she should have just came out and told him that from the jump. And like he said, you you taking this from one conversation, like, this is just one conversation where you've tried to have me talk about my family and I'm not opening up. So all of a sudden, like, we're not connecting. I'm not opening up to you. Like, Molly, you know, somebody said the other day, my friend's mom said uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about dating and relationships. And she said, when you date somebody, she said, if y'all still fresh and it's six months in, she said, you dating their representative. Someone is going to show you their representative for at least six months. That's not saying that, you know, whatever. So Molly, you and Andrew, at this point, you dating his representative, like, and not to say he's not, you know, real or whatever the case may be, but you have not given it a chance to actually get to know him. And y'all ain't living together, so you really ain't gonna know him. Like, let me just say that. Like, I really truly feel like you don't know anybody until you live with them. That's when shit really gets real. So anyway, I'm coming back to, oh, him saying that to Molly. I don't know. That was just my favorite part. Like that, that was my uh, perspective moment there. That was my lesson learned from that episode was in that scene. Yes. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yes. So, so what I he know, said was, so, I'm, so his yes. line was, everything is an issue with you. There we go. That was his line uh, to her. And, an you know, I similar, I have similar thoughts to you in the sense that I think what to me is missing is her lack of understanding that people move at different, people move at different paces in relationships. And mm-hmm. even though you can't, you can't help how you feel. We always say that, but you can help what you do with those feelings. If she's right. feeling like he's not moving at a pace that is right for her, then she could have easily approached it differently. This whole right. I'm looking for someone with a little bit more depth and like just the way she like jabbed that. <sighs> yes, yes. In response to him like not wanting to open up and not even willing to like accept her pushing a little bit, like was uncalled for to me and. 
and Molly out here if her end game if her end game was to still get with him I think that to me is always like that that the question of like what is the point of arguing like what is the point of yelling what is the point of like deciding to take your anger or frustration with someone and turning it into like making it show up in that way like what are you trying to get by that to me I didn't understand her making that statement if she was still into him uh but for a lesbian relationship, Erin, she want a quick fast. <laughs> moving in six months. No, in. I think there's also something to be said for being clear around what you want and knowing what it is that you want your end game to look like. I think that having, I think that there's a disconnect sometimes between what your end game, what you want your end game to be, and the moves that you make in between knowing that and trying to get the and trying to get there. You can't continue mm-hmm. to like. Even if you're not sure of what to do next, you can't continue to make the same next move expecting a different outcome. At what point do you recognize that the steps that you are making are not helping you get to where you want to be, right? And it's not necessarily that the things that you're coming across, whether they be good, challenging, or indifferent, no, it's your decision-making, right? Like, you are more in control of yourself. That, to me, is sort of bigger picture, but especially in this Molly situation, uh, well, not as it relates to this Molly in the situation, is, like, she can control these moments, even though there are, to me, differences between, like, this and the first season, there to me are differences between like what she's dealing with but how she deals with it to me is the common denominator right like mm-hmm. she could approach it so much differently mm-hmm. so she still has she where's her therapist where's her therapist I, why is she not back okay. in therapy like <laughs> what's happening what happened to the lady molly come on man do better okay yeah i yeah but she was I never seeing her therapist though think about it she was never seeing her therapist about about her personal life it was about work. Right, her should, her should, her should, should Her work. Should, it was should, never should, about her personal life, so... I mean, she, she but she did talk a little about her personal life, but I know she didn't open up about Dro at the time because I remember Issa asking her, like... Because remember her therapist even said something to her, like, you know, you keep saying you should, like, you should be here at your job. You should be married by now. You should, you know, like... She talked, I think she talked about that a little bit. Yes. She didn't, oh, y- no, yes, you're right. She did. She didn't talk about necessarily her relationships with the people that are currently existing in her friendship circle. And I think some of that is believed, right. and to me, it's like she believes she has that under control in a way that. Mm-hmm. Girl, we never you know, do. We so. never do. You better talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so then, so that Molly has the dinner. We see her reach out to Issa. Again, another moment or another glimpse of her and Issa's uh, relationship just being off right now because we see her call to Issa to try to talk to her about this, but Issa's at the concert. Uh, waiting on Condola, so she's just not available right now for Molly once again. Then, oh, okay. So before Issa gets in the concert, we see her. We see her call Lawrence, Aaron. Another glimpse. Yeah, <laughs> another glimpse. He's I'm watching, looking you. for Latoya. He's watching. Looking He's for... watching, looking for Latoya. Issa calls. He picks up. No pro- like no problem. No hesitation. He picks up. Issa's, you know, whatever. Uh, ask him about should she tell Condola that they met. So the first time I watched it. I was wondering, like, why Why did you call Lawrence? Like, why would you call him and ask him that? Because to me, and I guess that's just me. We, me maybe me and Issa think differently. My automatic uh, thought process is he didn't tell Condola that he's coming to talk to me. And I'm not going to say anything to Condola. But when I watched it again, I saw Issa, I saw Issa's face <laughs> before she was about to say something to Condola. And so then when I saw it the second time, I was thinking, well, Issa, what is there even to say to Condola? Like, because, I mean, Lawrence has already asked you to, like, kind of not, you know, tell her, you know, whatever, whatever. Are you going to say, yeah, Lawrence reached out to me and asked me not to talk to you? Like, you know, and maybe she would say it in her funny, awkward 
awkward way, but I just don't think there's a point in telling Condola that. Because I, you know, I think we still have to remember Lisa and, uh, Lisa, Lawrence and Issa have their own relationship, right? Like they have their uh, like five years of relationship, relationship, friendship, whatever. So I think that him coming to her is okay. And she's, and she seemed okay about it. So I just don't think there was anything to tell Condola. So I didn't, I wasn't even sure why she needed to call him and ask him that, but I don't know. That's just me. I mean, I don't know if I even gave that any thought, but I agree. Uh, I, I mean, in the sense that I don't know why she would have, but I don't, I also don't think there was anything wrong with her double checking, right? Like to me, that, that to me yeah. is like, if you don't know, ask questions and she didn't know. Right, so right. she then decided to ask a question and the feedback to me was, was was straightforward like you don't need to say anything we good and you know you say like you foreshadow like you take you take away one thing from that scene like in terms of how you see that going and in terms of foreshadowing i also see when she was sort of awkward and tried to keep it going he was like bye you ain't got to talk to me but like he also like deaded the conversation so i think he did that because he knows like he Nah, I think he did that because he knows Issa and he probably heard it. Because she didn't, I mean, clearly she didn't want to keep talking to him. She was just doing something because she didn't know how to end the call, which is very real. Like, I have had conversations with people that I don't know how to end this conversation. Like, I don't, how do we get off this call? Because of that awkwardness between us, like, in our relationship or whatever. So I think that she wanted to get off the call, but she just didn't want to make it seem like, okay, this was all I was calling you for. Because it's Issa and she's awkward. And because he knows that, he called her out on it. Like, you know, we don't have to, you know, like, have this whole conversation. And she was like, okay, you know, yep, me too, bye, whatever. And he, when he hung up, that was a smile on his face. Now, I don't know if it was from LaToya or Issa, <laughs> but I saw that grin on that Chester Cat's face. So, yes, Cheshire Cat. That's what Lauren says. That smile, that wide smile. I love it, though. Anyway. Was there a smile? Yes. Yeah, please go back. You just watched it. And it, go back to the last few minutes. Okay. And then to wrap up the episode all together, we ended with Issa and Molly on a self-care Sunday. Well, just quickly, hike. before they ended it, we, we see Molly is... There's the scene where, or the storyline where Molly's dealing with um, her coworker in the meeting at first, where she's oh, not yeah. saying anything, and then he confronts her in the office. Oh, we closing doors now? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that part was so, hilarious. Yes. And then, yeah. Yes. And so then we ended with them on their hike. And we see Andrew calls Molly. He apologizes uh, for how he handled things. They talk. They're going to get together later. And then we see Issa talking to Molly. Oh, well, first we kind of hear Molly. I mean, Issa take a dig at Molly. Here they go again. Where Issa says something to Molly about, sometimes I wonder if you want to be happy. Like, I'm tired for you. Ain't you tired? Because I'm tired for you. Oh, gosh. I was like, I know my friends be thinking that about me, but I don't give a fuck. Y'all just gonna keep being tired because I'm going to live my life the way that I want. But I so, at the same time, I so get that, Issa, because I've had friends that I'm looking at like, damn, I'm tired of you going through this shit. I'm, I'm uh... tired. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on my shoulders because it's just... Woo, it is overwhelming um, to watch you go through this. So I totally get her on that. Now, was it appropriate? The, the, maybe the way she said it, it was one of those things. The way she said it had Molly looking like, bitch. And it just added on to those little low blows that they've been taking at each other lately. Nah, man. Look, okay. I I, I, I think, and I, I really felt this after the next episode that we'll talk about. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. We always say that. But in this 
in this in this moment in this storyline it's not necessarily how they're saying it it's what they're saying and i because i think Issa's saying to me Issa's, you know she's adding her lol yeah, almost like a text message she's adding her lol at the end of her statement right to sort of lighten lighten the blow, mm, lighten she's the blow. with the sm- mm-hmm. lol smiley face right like she's doing all the things that one could then say, oh, she's like, she's not trying to just straight, she's yeah. trying to suck a punch. She's trying to sneak, a sneak attack. She don't want you to see it coming, right? Like, she don't want to just, bah. but she's still coming for you no matter what. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one way to look at it when I when I, when I I see that, so. She definitely came for She definitely because came you for c- Because you have to both, I think in the same way I'm recognizing that Molly needs to understand, Molly needs to understand um, how she Molly needs to understand Issa and how she should deal with her and how she takes things. I think it's in, in the same way that Issa needs to understand Molly, right? And and we need to be respectful. We need to understand that both people approach like they're... Both people are nice, nasty, and different. They are both nice, nasty, in different ways. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But... All right. I think, yeah, that concludes sort of... See, oh, it didn't... Well, then doesn't... I'm going to stop calling him Asian Bay. Andrew... <laughs> Asian Bay calls Molly. Yeah, and apologized, and they yeah, and they set up. And see, I think I'm sort of on the fence with if that scene had not happened, would I still be thinking? Because at first, before that scene happened, I was thinking, you know, Molly was just she was coming across too strong. Everything that I said earlier, she wasn't necessarily thinking about his timeline and how he approaches this, and she could have you know used different words to express how she was feeling, and she could have saw a different outcome. Yada yada yada. But then after that, I'm like, ah. There's also, I always say there's something to be said for the people that I know, like, in real life who, like, do things that, you know, we've sometimes thought are questionable, but they still, you know, they still get that home run, man, somehow, some way. They still, you I know, mean, yeah. they still get it, right? Like, there's always something to be said for that, so. <sighs> man. Who am I really but someone who's just offering his opinion? <laughs> so, yeah. You are the viewer in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <laughs> ends episode three. Episode. Yeah, that was episode three. Yeah. Dang, was that episode three? Yes. No, that was no, that was wow, episode was two. It? That was episode two. Sorry. That was episode two. Right. Ep- yes. Episode okay, two. two. Now we're at episode three. Uh, All right. So episode three synopsis. <laughs> so episode three, low key thankful. While Molly's family celebrates Thanksgiving together, Issa and Amal decide to do their own thing. Meanwhile, when Lawrence joins Friendsgiving at Condola's house, the new couple breaks some awkward ground. I just wanted to start off with saying this was a good ass episode. This was a Woo! Episode three, boy. Episode three. Okay. <laughs> Where do we start with this one? Okay, so it's... Oh, we start off with... uh. So we start off by seeing Condola at Lawrence's house, right? And so Lawrence is in the mirror, uh, like, pretty much prepping himself for an interview or basically prepping himself to ask for a raise or a higher position in the mirror. And then we hear Condola's alarm going off. And we so we see them talking. And Lawrence asked Condola about Thanksgiving. He said, Thanksgiving is coming up. I know you don't have any family here. I don't either. Do you want to do something? And so she lets him know that she's hosting the Friendsgiving this year. And so he asked her, do you want me to come? And she goes, you know, she's like, well, sure. I didn't know. She said something like, I didn't know if you would want to or whatever. Um, and he said, of course. And so we see them make plans for her, for him to go over her house for Friendsgiving. Right. And so then she leaves. We see Lawrence. So we see Lawrence going into work. It looks like there's, a, I guess, an issue going on with his company. We don't necessarily know yet until we see him in the car with Chad. 
And let me, parts with Chad are some of my favorite moments <laughs> of the episode between him and Issa's brother. Anyway, and so we see him talking to Chad and Chad is talking his normal bullshit that he does, um, talking about how things are down for him and blah, blah, blah. But they're talking about Condola a little bit, right? And Lawrence, and Chad mentions that Condola has Lawrence on the path, you know, to, you know, do better or whatever. And Lawrence mentions that, you know, Condola's cool uh, she's not worried about fancy things. She got her own self together, right? So we're seeing a little bit of the background about why maybe Lawrence is attracted to Condola or what they got going on. Uh, then the scene jumps and we see Lawrence go into a restaurant. And who's sitting in that restaurant? You said motherfucking D. <laughs> Mother, yes, listen. And he said, and he automatically knows her. Issa? <sighs> First of all, I've had these, whatever. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you when some when some real life shit when some TV shit happens in your real life, art imitates life. <laughs> let me tell y'all, that ain't no that that's not fun. Anyway, so we see Lawrence go over and talk to Issa. So they're sharing some jokes, right? They're inside jokes. They're talking about movies and whatnot. And then boom, here comes Condola. So she's out of the loop and she's looking awkward because what have I just walked in on? And then we find out that this is like Condola's spot that I guess she told Issa about, and so Issa was just chilling there. So we see Issa get her food and go, and we see in that final moment as she's walking through that door, she looks back and sees them hugging, and there is a look of, I don't even know. I don't even, it didn't look like it was hurt, but it looked like it was a little like, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, she was feeling some type of way. Let's just say that. It, it definitely looked like she was feeling some type of way. So, what was, are your thoughts? Yeah, sort of what? nostalgic. Like, mm-hmm. that's the best word I could think of. What are your thoughts on... Condola that that Condola's awkwardness in that situation. You know, so I wrote down after that scene, the umpteen time again. I wrote down so Issa and Condola talked about it. Issa and Lawrence talked about it. All three uh, mm. should all three talk about it. No. Or has no one really Condola. talked about it? Or is no one being honest with themselves about it? Which is why they're not that really talking it really about is. it. Those mm-hmm. are the things that I wrote down all in that one moment because I realized like. Many people have talked about it in a certain way. So in certain, in some ways, you could either think that that moment should not be awkward in the way that it was, or you could say, huh, there could be some awkwardness between everyone because this is the first time that they're all dealing with each other after they've all had some sort of conversation with it, with each other about it. And everyone so, does sort of know about it one way or the other, except for the Issa and Lawrence part and Condola doesn't know about that. But for the most part, everyone right. knows about the, you know, that people have talked about it. So... You could either expect it or not, depending on your view of situations like that. So I don't know. Um, in terms of your question, I don't see... I think she was just genuinely like she didn't know what to do in that moment. Like she was, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She definitely was like, I don't know how to treat this. And what did I just... And also a sense of what did I just walk in on? Like, and maybe it hitting her like, you know, because she hasn't like... One, Issa hasn't seen Lawrence and Condola together at this point. Uh, Lawrence has not been around Condola or Issa together and Condola has not been around Lawrence and Issa to see how they interact with each other, you know, which we'll circle back to it toward the end of the episode with something that she brings up. So yes. Okay. All right. So, so we have that moment. Issa leaves the restaurant and the next scene is one of the woof scenes of the episode. Issa and Molly in a grocery store. Oh yes. I, yes. Okay, sorry. 
because I laughed because that makes me think of that's also the scene where we see Kelly uh, talking about waiting her aunties to come. Oh my gosh, Kelly. Off the chain. Off the chain. And gobble on the turkey, gobble on the dick, gobble on the dick. Yes! That had me wait. So, that had me wait. Yes. We see them. Molly's getting her avocado don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> and Issa was weak at herself. Like, oh my gosh. It was so cute. Yeah. You know, okay, yes. so, so so sorry. Just before we move on to this, I do think so there you, you in the last scene when Issa and Lawrence are sort of having their back and forth with each other, you can it's like I think there's one side of me that would have take that would have wanted to think or that did slightly think, like, oh like oh like you can see there's something still there and i think but the other side of me lands but the part of me that like i land on is no you would expect that there could be some sort of tender moment and yes because they've had they have history with each other and it's recent hit that was in the way in which it the way in which it would have developed romantically ended not too that long ago right like it ended recently so of course when they're trying to build with each other and they're still having to see each other and they're trying to be cordial like there could be tender moments that doesn't necessarily mean that oh my god they're about to get back together like this is a sign like so anyway but now we cut to you know it actually made me think about when i saw it it made me Mm -hmm. think about um the question you asked before of can can exes or whatever two people that previously messed with each other can they have those moments and it not be anything but that moment you know and that's what Issa and lawrence were having a moment like Yes. And well, but we don't know yet if it's not going to be anything. Well, but, I mean, yes, uh, I think that, that, that uh, yes, and there's a, at a point because we're human and things change and season, you know, things, you know, just as much as the sun rises and sets and the days change, so do we. And it, I think that there's a point where it can cross where that question is no longer yes, where it's like no for the umpteenth time. This this is not a moment. Now this is a pattern. And so once you once it becomes, once it crosses, once it moves beyond a moment into something else, there's a different conversation that you then need to have with yourself and a different a, a plan of approach, right? Based on your conclusions with, from that conversation, right? Like there are different ways to approach things at different moments and, and, and different moments in the situation and still be responsible, right? About how you do what's best, do what's right, whatever words you want to use that say, not make the, the TV decision just to get it ratings, for yeah. lack of a better phrase. But yes, okay. Okay. All right. So we're in the store with Molly and Issa. Yes. Uh-huh. And so they start taking some jabs at each other once again. Because, um, well, Molly brings up, well, I think Issa says something first. Oh, so Issa says something about um, Molly not inviting Andrew to Thanksgiving because she's going to pull an old Molly and run him away. And so then Molly responds and says something, asks about her and Condola. When Issa starts putting her groceries Oh, back. wait, because, though, she said you've only known him for two or three months, right? Like Right, yeah, like, it's too soon, and you're going to pull an old Molly and, and run him away. And so then Issa's putting her groceries back. Molly uh, asks what she's doing, and then Issa explains that, you know, she can't afford all that because her, you know, the block party and something about condo she brings up condola so molly says something about your thruple i don't even know she said i don't even thr- know why you're i don't even know why you cool with all like why you cool with all that yes. and then Issa brings up the fact that you know she is that she was just in a thruple and no she, that she was and that she had just seen them you know together and molly oh, was like right. how do you feel about that and Issa sort of like i was good with it was 
cool and good and then yes that, that that's what she brought up the thruple well if you go with being thruple. in a thruple if you go with being in a thruple bitch you you enjoy, you you was just in a thruple yes went hard went hard like and then molly talking about something at least i'm not fucking for weed and what free toiletries <laughs> first of all those were like I'm fucking because I need a nut. Though that extra is extra, okay, Molly, and you need to respect that man hustle. Let oh my god, you. it just hit me what that meant. Oh yeah, for oh um, shit for TSA boo, yes, right? Ashley, because remember I, he gave her the, don't the weed. Ask me, and the, yes, don't ask me where I was t- where I literally to this moment. Maybe because I. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I was thinking. That was I don't talking know what about. you was thinking. Oh, okay, well, sorry. That's what they was talking about. So, okay, so we see them have this moment. And then Issa, like, just, you know, confronting us, like, you know, what the fuck is happening? Like, we've been, and Molly says, it seems like we've been, and Issa, Issa finishes her sentences and says, off. Like, they've been off. Their friendship has been off lately. And then, so it get quiet, and Molly says, should we talk about it? And Issa says, yes, we're going to talk about it at Thanksgiving during pie or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go into that moment. I, I definitely believe that friendships have moments. I think... That you know, my friend said something to me the other day when we were talking about it, and she said, "You know what? That's just a part of life. That that's this is part of friendships and growing. Like you're gonna have those moments." I definitely agreed when she said that, um, because shit, I've been there. Like, I've been there. I'm there. We're you know whatever. Like friendships go through shit, just like relationships do. When you've been friends with someone for a long time, they know all your business. You you know all their business. There may be a time where things get petty. And and we're just going to throw up some shit in your face. Now, is that the right way to handle it? Of course not. Like, you you don't tell your friends stuff just for them to throw it back in your face in, in a way to hurt you. Um, but, I mean, it can happen. So, it, that was that was a real scene for me. That was a real scene, I thought. I think I, I appreciated the fact that they called it out right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Made an agreement to talk about it, right? Like, you can go back and forth with whether they should have had the conversation there or whether they should have, like, given themselves space as they tried to. But I think there's, like, I just look at the fact that they decided that they called it out right then and there and decided that they needed to talk and made a plan to actually talk about it, like set a time and place, right. like we're intentional around about it. And right. that to me was a sign of them deciding to have the conversations that they have not been having, right? Like to me, right. in that moment, I felt like mm-hmm. things had come to a place where they could not escape what was in front of them and made the decision that we now need to have like a real conversation with each other, like a hard conversation. Whereas before we keep saying like, they keep like tiptoeing around it being, you know, like saying it without saying it. And and they know that the other person knows what it is, but they're not willing to acknowledge it because they know that the other person is not going to acknowledge it. They're not acknowledging it. Right. Like these to me is the dilemma of, of, Going to battle with somebody, right? Like playing two on two against your your teammate, right? Like somebody who you've been playing with, who's seen you skate. Yeah, someone who knows you. Who's yeah. not only seen you play the game, but has seen you practice the game. Who has seen you plan for the game, right? Like they, you all have right. seen each other, and vice versa, right? Like that to me is the 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 nuances where the nuances and trickiness and the excitement comes in about this between them. So. And I'm actually happy that they didn't have the conversation then because that's one of those things where, okay, we need to stop and we need to reset and we need to sit down and and think about what we're going to say instead of flying off the handle like in this moment where things could potentially go left instead of the way that we wanted to, which is right. You know, we want to work it out and make it right. So I'm glad they didn't, you know, try to jump into it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then we have, okay. So we leave, thank, uh, sorry, we leave the grocery store from Molly and Issa 
And then I believe we see Issa. Do we see Issa first or Lawrence? I can't remember. So there's an array of things that happen next, right? So we see Lawrence at Condola's where he goes and he brings his whatever he brought for Thanksgiving. We see him. Fi- Ugh, when I tell you, we okay, we see him <laughs> go to fix her sink. In that video, without you gonna lay he your pipe. Volunteered. Remember that he offered up <laughs> himself. He volunteered. Yes, he did. Yes, he did to fix her sink. Huh, it, that's the same as jumping in a damn pool. Oh my um, gosh! You know I thought the same thing. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um. So then we also see uh, Molly going to her uh, parents' house and interacting with her her mom and her brother. Yes. And she shows them, you know, she shows her mom a picture of her, of Andrew, her boyfriend now, yes. And so, you know, her brother makes a joke about, is he crazy rich like <laughs> is that, he crazy you know. Every- <laughs> black folk, black folk. Uh, and then the other brother so, comes and, in with the baby The mom. other brother comes in with the baby mama that's not his baby. And then we see Molly's dad come in offering her a Snapple. If we, if everybody remembers from season three, yes, from season three, I believe. No, season two. Snapple would, like, that was their thing. Like, when she would go to the house, she he was she was the only one he would let have the Snapple. The brothers couldn't have no Snapple or whatever. But we see her turn the Snapple down or whatever, and we see the way that she does it is kind of cold. And so I guess we kind of start realizing then, like, okay, Molly is still beefing with her dad. Oh, and I think she mentioned something with Issa, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was talking about the seven-layer dip, that, you know, they are, right, like, it's just dip, but, you know, things will never be the same, which I... Circle when back to that. that. When did she say that? When um, her and Issa were in the store and they were talking about the, the dip and something about how many avocados. Oh, yes. Okay, she yes, was yes, saying yes. That, Yeah, she was making it for her dad. Okay, and so then uh, another scene that we see is Issa and Hamal going to Amal, going to their mom's house, which, okay, I do want to point Tasha out, sorry, before you move to that, Matt. I do want to say that I do think there's, I think that even... Could you the way you sequenced it was just right, and I think there's something to be said for when Issa, when Molly went to go see her mom, and she still said, "Make sure you make an extra, you know, an extra crispy crust." For oh, Issa. Yes. like she still acknowledged, like she was still looking out for Issa despite what had just happened at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, because true friendships, right? Like, like these little moments, all friendships have these moments, and it should not stop the real flow. Like, ain't nothing detrimental happened. Like, yeah, maybe y'all didn't like what each other had to say to each other, but to me, there was nothing detrimental that happened. For you to not look at her, I mean, not look out for her. Well, well not in that one out. moment, no, but there was a buildup, which is why I think I'll just add on this and I'll be quiet. Is I think, like, when you said you think it was good that they didn't uh, talk about it right then and there, I am normally, agree- I normally am that person thinking that, especially if things are heated, but things weren't heated between them. I think they, they were able to see clear. To me, there was no anger behind it, at least from my perspective, right. the way they shot it, that yeah. they could have had the conversation at least or began the conversation right then and there versus kicking yeah. the can down the curb because we see what happens. But we don't know that until the end of it, but we see what happens like that. There was opportunity for that to happen because they never decided to address it. And that's sometimes the gamble, right? When you do, when you have to weigh between do I address it now versus do I put it off? Okay. Okay. But yes, we see them all. So in these moments, all right. So in these moments, yes, we see them all and Tasha back. Yes. And we see everybody as they're going on with their Thanksgiving days, right? So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Lawrence and Condola and her friends? Oh, boo. I just jumped right into it. Okay. Um, no, just like, I mean, I just set the scene for the three different scenes that we see. Like we see Molly at her people's, we see Issa with them all and we see Lawrence at Condola's. So, okay. All right. So I would say, let's start with Lawrence and Condola. Okay. All right. We see them at, you know, we see him over there. He's getting along with her friends. You know, he's telling some jokes. They're laughing. They're talking, blah, blah, blah. 
everything seems okay as far as him interacting. It seems like her friends like him. She got some lesbian friends. Yes, Condola. Isn't Condola in 20s too? Isn't she in the 20s? The girl that plays Condola, isn't she in 20s? Yes, yes. I'll be easy, yes. She might be, she might be gay. Is she gay in that show? <laughs> no, she is not. Oh, okay. She is actually dating, though. She and her fiance, her future fiance. No, well, her future fiance, fiance, whatever, is suspect. Suspect. <sighs> okay. So, anyway, so we'll yeah. move on. You got to watch okay, it, man. So- like, he took it, he took the number of a waitress, of a, of a waiter at this thing that she oh, saw. Oh, that's who you were talking about. Yes. You got to. And then. Okay. In, yeah. the, in the recent, most recent episode, she found, she still found the card in his wallet. and It's still coming on? It's still on, yeah. Oh. There's at least eight episodes, I think, right now. So. Oh, okay, yeah, I still need to get up with that. Okay, anyway, so, yeah, so we see Lawrence having a good time over here, you know, learning a little bit about Condola. And so then, as the lesbian couple are talking about their wedding plans, Condola gives them some advice on where to have their wedding. And they ask, does Condola want to plan their wedding? And Condola says, no, I am never planning another wedding. Like, she doesn't want to plan any more weddings. And so we see Lawrence kind of give her this look, but he doesn't address it at the time. And so then, my girl Robin Thee, Condola's friend is there, and she is drunk as shit, and she is kikiing and kakiing, and everybody's looking at her like, what is happening? But I guess they know, drunk, whatever. I forgot what her name was. And so we see her have a moment in the kitchen with Lawrence. And she tells Lawrence, "Um, you know, I like you for Condola. This is just what she needed. Something casual and fun. And we see it hit Lawrence like, what you mean casual and fun? Like pretty much like we see him have this look on his face like, oh, okay. Like I didn't know that's, that's what I was. Which Lawrence actually I'll talk about it when I get when we get to that other scene anyway so yeah so that's what we see what are your first thoughts on that um, that scene on their Thanksgiving I mean I thought it was Condola said what she said about um, you know not wanting to plan another wedding like you know I mean I didn't see any harm in in the whole scene overall I thought it was good banter good laughs good jokes good digs good shape like to me there was I didn't see I didn't see anything wrong with it. To me, it was mm-hmm. a good scene. So for Lawrence to, for me to see Lawrence start to feel some kind of way, even by that comment to some degree. Well, no, not that. I think that's a different subject. I'm sorry. Everything prior to that, like, I don't see why there was an issue. The only reason I thought that maybe it was an issue, because if you remember from from the get-go, like, when he first met Condola, and she said, you know, last season, she told him, I wasn't sure you were going to call me back after you found out about the divorce. So I think by her saying that, it just kind of maybe brought those feelings back up of d- dating a divorced woman, you know, and what that could mean going forward. Does she want to get married again? Does she not want to, you know, whatever, whatever, so... But that's a him thing. Yeah. That's not a her thing. That's that's an internal conversation that you did. Yeah, have with yeah, yeah. That's a, so. yes. That is definitely his insecurity or his, you know, whatever. So, and he was projecting, but we'll get to that as well. Okay, so let's jump over to Molly at her parents' house. So Molly is out with her parents. I mean, sorry, not out. Molly is at her parents' house. She gets a text from Issa while she's there. We'll just go ahead and intertwine these stories. She gets a text from Issa. Uh, after Issa let her know that she's going to be late because there's some things going on. We'll get back to that. And Molly responds and says, do you girl? Molly. (laughs) Molly, you was in your feelings. Okay. I'm just going to say that. Like if you text me and said, Hey, Thanksgiving is crazy. I'm going to be a little late. Do you girl is not my response. Molly was clearly. Do you girl the way she wrote it? Do you comma girl period. If she had, I'm, I'm telling you the power of text messages. If she had put an exclamation point 
or a smiley face lol or like a do you girl well, lol that maybe that's what right? she like, should have did because we but saw her she face kno- when but, she wrote it but once again you know what you know what you're doing when you respond the way you do to the person that you respond in the way you do i.e molly knows what she's doing when she responds to Issa the way that she's doing it but we saw molly's face we saw molly's face when she sent that text there was no soft blows about it there was no like do you girl like it won't that type of do you girl it was a do you girl uh like because molly felt some type of way about Issa saying that she was going. oh yeah no yes as the viewer but i know how but we saw how Issa took it when she saw it and i could see why Issa like we know why Issa took it because she saw she saw it even though she didn't see it she saw that face she saw the face without seeing the face she knew she knew exactly the face on the other side of that Mm phone so yes okay and so then with the moment that i really liked of the scene with Molly being at her parents' house is when her dad came to her. Her dad said something about being on. T- oh, she was supposed to be on the taboo team, right? Because her brother is so hype about playing taboo. That's his shit. He ready to t- play taboo. And Molly is acting funny about being on the team with the dad, talking about something she gonna keep the score. So then the brother tells her to help him in the kitchen, and he confronts her about how she's been treating the dad lately. I really like that part. I thought it was good. I thought it was very genuine. Like he recognizes. That there's something, you know, that you've been acting different toward dad ever since you found out about this. And he, when he said dad is a nigga, she was like, don't call it, don't call dad a nigga. Dad's a niggas too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, lo- I love him. But I mean, he was very real with her. Like, he made a mistake. He fixed his shit and he's still here. Why are you tripping? And she talking about some mom can act, you and mom can act like it. Um, y'all don't remember. He said, how can mom not remember? Like, it happened to her. Like, or it didn't happen. Like, it happened to her. How can she act like it didn't happen? Like, you're sitting here tripping because this perfect vision of who you thought your dad was is no longer that. Like, now you're, like, you're being an adult. You have to see, like, Molly, why wouldn't you think that he had a life? And not to say that what he did was right, but why wouldn't you think that he had a life? Like, you were his age once or whatever, or you're at the age that he once was, and you're not making all the right choices. Like, you was just fucking a whole married man, and you right. upset with your dad about this shit. But see, we've so talked about I, this before. Know. Molly's world is rocked beyond that. Knowing that when she found that out, that rocked like one of her core values that she had established based on her understanding or her view of her parents and their relationship. That's why mm-hmm. she was so critical of men in her life and like not wanting to deal with shit like that. And for her to find that out makes her like put all things into question, including that relationship and wondering like, no, this can't be it. And trying to find something to cling on to, she's clinging on to this idea that now has no value, right? And she's still holding on to that, like, which is showing up in her father and her parents. And, like, I agree with you. I, I'm glad that her father, like, her brother, like, sort of called it called out in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, caught her in that moment because it's... Because, girl, get over it. I mean, really get... Like, I can understand you being, the, you know, your world being rocked. I mean, because things have happened in my life that, you know, from from learning things about my parents, it's just like, well, damn. But not to the point where I'm going to still be harboring these, like, hard feelings toward them, especially when they didn't do anything to directly harm me. Like, and if it was in their past life, if anything that I've learned as I've gotten older is that, shit, my mama was doing the best she could. Like, I think about her at a, at the age that I am now, but her with the whole kid, like, the hell? Like, we're not making the best choices. Like, parents are still growing, they're still learning. Like, even at, how old am I? I'm about to be 34. I'm still growing and still learning. So I can only imagine someone with a kid still learning and growing and making mistakes and trying to do the best they can. So Molly, you know, yeah, I, I felt your brother and you just needed to cut your dad a lot more slack, because girl, like she, like he said, 
he made the mistake, but he made up for it. Like he's and he's still there. Like yes. he could have made that mistake and peaced out. He 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 brought up something that was so good. Like how you're choosing to view the situation is dictating how you feel about it, and how you're feeling about it is dictating mm-hmm. how you're acting, and how you're acting is impacting this moment that we're supposed to be together as a family, and not without all this tension. You can view the yeah. mistake, or you can view how he chose to deal with the mistake that he made. To which we all make mistakes, right? Like that's what you're right. not viewing. We judge each other. We. Which we can say we see between Issa and Molly, right? We judge each other harshly more sometimes than we judge ourselves when it comes to mm-hmm. situations where we think we see the answer more clearly, where we think we have the clear answer, recognizing that sometimes we're in the same situation ourselves and we don't even see our own solutions as clearly, right? Like we judge other people harshly. when we, But that comes from a, a place of love. I, I think the beauty of all these scenes that I'm seeing this episode, to which makes it a good see- episode, as you said, is like all these confrontations to me are rooted in the love that they have for each other, wanting to see each other do better, be better, and live their best lives. There's not malicious right. intent, so that's what's exciting about that. Yes. So that was a very good moment. All right, and so then another heartfelt moment. Yes, we going from heartfelt to heartfelt to heartfelt. Issa and her brother. Okay, so Issa and her brother show up to her mom's house. We see Tasha Mac, pow, pow, pow. Her husband or her st- their, their stepdad or whatever didn't hurt himself, so the ambulance is there. So pretty much dinner is canceled for them. Because what Issa say? I don't, I don't do adult I don't, I don't fuck do with adult twins. twins. I don't fuck with... Bet. Oh, I love them all. And so they peace out and they go to a Mexican restaurant to spend their Thanksgiving there. So it's, at that moment, we see them as they're sitting down, having this conversation. And Amal, Amal, if you hear this, touch my heart, okay? Because he dropped a couple of gems. Um, what did he drop? One, so when he said, I'm tired of changing myself for um, people, a nigga just going to have to deal with all this. What? Amal, that's some real shit. And some people just, some people don't ever get to that point. Like they constantly trying to be something else for somebody else or whatever. I love that. I love that he said that. And it's also a a sign of him being like confident with himself, like ensure of himself. Like I know who I am. I know my worth. And you know what? If somebody wants me, they're just going to have to deal with everything that I am. I can't help. I can't help that. I can't help that I'm a little extra. What you want me to do? I'm a Gemini. Anyway, no. Um, you can tell that so... he's been through enough. You can tell that he's not always been that way, and in that moment that he's been through, yeah, that he's been time, through like shit. like like time has brought him through either, either some some peaks and some valleys to where he is now in a place to be like to be able to make that statement and believe it. Like yes, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Agree. For those that are not there, um, it shows that there you can you you can come to the other side of that, right? Like where you are in terms of not being sure. Know that you right. don't always have to live there if you continue to do the work, and you can tell he was doing the work. I mean, he, we mentioned later that he had a therapist. Or he said something later about having a therapist. Yes. So anyway, so in that moment we also see Issa be honest with how she felt when she saw I almost called him Daniel Lawrence and Condola right and so Issa says something that I'm sure a lot of us have said it's like I got the potential I had the nigga with the potential and now she's reaping the benefits of all the work that I put in so now so basically Issa had potential Lawrence she had the nigga that still won't that didn't even realize his own potential or whatever, but she did and she was pushing him to do better, blah, blah, blah. And now Condola has the grown up Lawrence that has realized his potential, that is willing to do better in life, that wants better for himself. And Condola gets to be with him where Issa got to be with the nigga that was sleeping on the couch for two years, or not sleeping on the couch, but the dude that was on the couch for two years because he had no job. So Issa feels some type of way about that. And she said, you know, 
it's pro- maybe she, I think she said something to him all like I don't know if that's selfish or something about maybe she shouldn't feel that way it's wrong to feel that way and he says no you can feel how you feel and y'all haven't been broken up that long insecure how long have uh Lawrence and Issa been broken up y'all gonna tell us because me and Aaron was trying to figure it out last <laughs> night based off of Tiffany's pregnancy so let us know but yeah so so I thought it's, about it's a conversation been like a, it's that definitely under had. two years it's definitely under two years I definitely think yeah, it's like because Tiffany ain't had that baby it, yet it's like a year and a half maybe if not less because uh what's the face made the comment that you know just a year ago you were not where he was so uh, when Lawrence and uh what's face were in the car Chad, Chad were in the car and Chad was like you know just a year ago you were when he was trying to get him about the house oh right so, exactly so yes and so, um, so I thought about a previous conversation that we've had, and I think it was when we were talking about that damn letter from off the shade room or whatever, but I felt Issa like, I don't know. It's not okay for me. I mean, yeah, I feel some type of way and I granted, I'm not going to do anything about it if, you know, depending on the situation, but I would feel some type of way if I put up with you while you were at your lowest or whatever. And I stood by you and, you know, tried to build you up just for once you get there you go and share that with somebody else. Oh, acrimony. We talked about it with acrimony. Yes. I think we talked about it with the shade room shit, that letter with a dude talking about something. You taught me how to love. Like, I don't want the person, I, I don't want, like, no, <laughs> no. Why I got to deal with your potential, but not with you reaching your potential, you know? Like, why do I have to push you to that point, but then not reap any of the benefits of you actually getting to that point? And I don't think Issa's selfish for feeling that way. I mean, that to me is a real thing. Like, it, it it's hurtful when you've invested time and energy into somebody and then see someone else get to reap the benefits of your hard work. But, you know, life goes on. Okay. <laughs> Three things. One, yes, acrimony we talked about. Actually, two, one, three things. Let me take a step back. When we were talking about um, Amal and you made the comment about him saying, you know, they just got to deal with the way I am and we went down that whole path. I think it was also important to recognize that he also stated to me the origin of that, at least for him and how he began to deal with that in terms of in his romantic relationships was between his parents, right? And how they were not oh, supportive yes, and acknowledging so his good. uh i mean they made they were able to make a joke about it and laugh about the prayer and things of that nature but it did like, mm-hmm. but sort of how he moved into the other piece of that conversation from where he started like let you know that he had been dealing with that at home too right and like they just gonna have to deal with him the way he is they had to deal with that too right like so that right to me him dealing with that at home allowed him to be able to deal with that in another space okay so that's one thing i think Yes, we talk about acrimony. Look, my you know how my view is on this situation, you guys. I've said this in different ways. Ashley mentioned it in acrimony and other episodes. Like, what? But I think something that was new for me as I looked at this episode and started to process it was, what about the people who were, are responsible for building you up, Ashley, that don't get to reap the benefits of what they contributed in making you who you are. You're just as my wrong. mama. My mama reap those benefits no, no, every see, day. No, my mama reap them benefits see, every you day. You don't get to make Robin that, reaps those you benefits. You don't get to make the judgment. You don't get to. You are not the person who gets to judge how people feel as though they contributed to you being who you are. Just in the way that you're trying to. Just in the way that you would look at someone else and how you view your contribution contributions to them. They could push back against that. Ultimately, those are opinions. Like, and that's necessarily saying you. I'm just using you because we're talking. But in general, people who feel that way sometimes are basing their feelings of anger on their opinion, not necessarily on facts because those things aren't, like, how do you measure that? And so in that, in that case, if you were able to do it for somebody else, like, surely somebody had to have done it for you, right? And so what about the people who don't get to benefit in your development, right? Like, you're just as guilty. 
life. Mm-mm. I think it all. De- listen, and that's why I said it, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. But I just wouldn't do anything about it because what are you going to do? It's not like I would call somebody and fuss them out because I don't get to rate the benefits. Like I didn't, I didn't did this for you, and now you with that bitch. I mean, no, but you can still feel some type of way about it. And those people that I mean, if they felt some type of way about me, they get to feel that way about it. And if they want to voice it, they can voice it. Because actually, I would love to know which people that would be when I think about my own personal life. Wow. That's another conversation. That's a conversation for a different day. But yes, hmm. I mean, yeah, they can feel that way too. That's true. There could be somebody out there that's like, you know. I mean, to me, that I helps ease the, the like. You can't help how you feel. We always say that. Like, you can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do with those feelings. I think one thing that contributes in how you deal with those feelings is how you process those feelings when you feel them, and how easily you check yourself real quick in real time, right? And one of the things that you can do as it relates to this conversation is recognizing that you may feel like in acrimony, right? She may have felt. Look, I've said this. She may have felt like she like that 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 girl was reaping the benefits of the hard work and sacrifice that she had put in both monetarily but emotionally and physically too right and spiritually but the reality but the also way of looking at to help ease some of that frustration and anger that led to her doing all that to ease some of those frustrations and anger that we all that people feel when they go that way is like recognizing that there are people on the you are on the other side to that in someone else's story and you're not giving mm-hmm. them the opportunity or chance to reap the benefits of their contribution to you and who you are today and if you're not willing to do that then you should expect that someone else that you're not the only one you, or you can't expect well, that you're not the only one. well no but i agree so yes, I do. okay all right so now we go to but amal did make a good point you are you, you are right to feel how you feel. Like he told her, like because she tried to make the point, like I shouldn't be feeling that way or something. He was like, you have the right to feel how you feel. She does have the right yeah, to feel how she feels, and she she's does. making a decision. But just like like you said, we said like she's making a decision to deal with them in a way that at least right now, at least as as far as episode three, let's say that mm-hmm. <laughs> she's being responsible. She's got a look- She's being focused yeah. on the bigger picture than just that. Exactly. Okay. So now we go to, okay, so we're done with Thanksgiving. So now we get to see people wrapping up the end of Thanksgiving. So I'll start with Molly in her home. We see Molly with her uh, family again. They've played Taboo. And we see Molly come out and hand her dad a piece of pie, which is kind of showing us that, okay, she took heed to what her brother said. She's going to try to let things go and make it normal again. So I thought that was really sweet. And then we see her joking her brother's eyebrows. And um, we see her get another text from Issa. Actually, I'll wait for that. So we see her joking her brother's eyebrows. And then, yeah, that they wrap that scene up. And then we see Amal and Issa in the car. And they're pretty much saying goodnight to each other. You know, Amal thanks her for the ride. They talk about the, you know, they get a text from their mom. And Issa says, you know, something about maybe we should have went. And Amal says, fuck them twins. Like, <laughs> yeah, Amal, love you. Um, you don't have to do anything that you don't want. Just and you don't have to do. Yes. And also we have Amal. Issa says something about going over Molly's house. Um, yes. And after that. But no, yeah, I'm sorry. That was after the mom sent the text. And he said, we don't have to do. You don't have to do what people. You don't have to do something just because people want you to or something like that. Is that what he said? Uh, I'll, I'll find it again. I got to remember. Okay. <laughs> he says something to that effect or whatever. And so we see Issa like take that, you know, take that in. And she thought about it. You know, she tells him all, I hate you. He says, hate you too. I just love the way he snaps back. Like he just is so quick with his shit. Like hate you too. Like it's just the way he says it anyway. And so, and then we see Issa send Molly a text message that says, can we talk another time? You know, and Molly replies, yup, that's cool. 
And so we see that that is something that's going unresolved for them. Um, another episode, you know, they've addressed it. That they, they know there's something wrong, but they are still not talking about it. You, you know, he said you ain't got to do something just because they say you're supposed to. Yeah, there we go. You ain't got to, Issa. And so I guess she took that as like I ain't got to, you know, I ain't got to go talk to Molly. So she decides to not go talk to Molly right then, which I feel like is. <sighs> It's okay, but it's not okay. Because it's okay, because maybe you're just not in a space to talk right now, and you don't want to disturb your peace, and it would be horrible to have a conversation at a time where you're just not ready to talk. Like, that's that's just bad all around. But it's not okay, because y'all are, again, pushing off this conversation that y'all need to have, and all it's doing is just driving a bigger wedge between you two. So, that um, that's my take on it, anyway, of them not having that conversation so what do you think i mean i think I, yeah i i rooted i alluded to it earlier i think there's normally i would agree that them deciding to kick the can down the curb in terms of giving themselves space to be able to process it given what had just happened would have been a good thing but i think that the for my take they weren't uh what had just happened they were it didn't seem like there was anger and animosity or sort of some sort of blocker to them being able to at least begin the conversation right then and there and if time didn't permit having to then pick it up later on so because that missed opportunity allowed for space that did not create a, I mean, obviously we saw it happen. So they did not, Issa ended up saying that she wanted to like have this conversation the other day. So ultimately it just gave them, the space did not bring them back together or make them want to address it sooner than later, right? Or get back to each other or get to pie day, right? Like get to pie time. Like if anything, it created the, the space for Issa to be able to figure out how to get out of it. And Amal gave her the, the Amal gave her whatever. Extra push right, she needed. He gave her the okay to, yep. to get out to of it. To feel okay that, with right? it. Right? Like, yep. that's what happened. Um, that's what happened. Because to me, we've said this before, like, people make time for the things that they want to. If you really want something, you you get, you, you do what you got to do to get it, right? Like, like, at the end of the day, right? Like, this is my sort of at the end of the day statement. So if she really wanted to have that conversation, she would have taken her hot pots over there she wasn't trying to and 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 for good reason or not right like i'm not trying to critique that like what her rationale is behind making the statement i'm just saying all the things that created to the, the essential outcome i do think i do want to say that i think that it was good like when molly got the text and then Issa, and then she went back to her brother and her father i did i saw like that scene how they ended that with that shot of molly in the middle between her brother on the left and her father on the right and them mm-hmm. laughing having good family time i just yeah i really thought that was a good scene to sort of throughout all that messiness that is their family over the scenes in terms of like how we laugh and joke with like the brother and the sister and the, the you know the girl with the hooker heels and all of that stuff like yeah it is all like because your brothers don't overthink <laughs> anything <laughs> yes the foundation for all of that is like love and support and because even when he checked molly right like you, he wasn't rude about it right like that was a moment with how he was saying and what he was saying like were there was a right balance of each to make it just as serious and like get through to her, but also like not berate her in the way Issa was. Like that to me was a good, like that was a good opposition to how Issa was delivering the truth, holding holding them accountable. That thing that they're doing, he offered to me the good balance that not, neither of them have been able to find in the way that they talk to each other. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and then to kind of wrap up Thanksgiving. So we have Lawrence and Condola. They are cleaning up from the party and Lawrence says to Condola, you know, I'm glad you invited me or something like that. And Condola laughs and goes, I didn't invite you, uh, but I'm glad you came like pretty much. And so then we get into this conversation between them where 
Lawrence is projecting throughout this whole conversation. Like, he feels some type of way about Condola saying that she didn't invite him. And so then he throws up in her face what the drunk friend says. Like, and Lawrence not even thinking, like, this bitch was drunk. Like, but there is some, you know, a sober, a, a drunk a drunk mouth speaks a sober tongue. Um, he was sorry, also just, a drunk he, tongue or he was just looking for a, a reason mind. to have that conversation. And that just gave him the... Yes, <laughs> and that gave him the, the courage. And so they have that conversation where he confronts her about, you know not wanting to be remarried. And she says, well, I don't, you know, I just got divorced a year ago, like a year and a half ago, whatever. Like, that's not what I'm looking, you know, she didn't even say that's not what I'm looking for, but she just said, no, I don't want to get remarried, but that could just be how she feels right now, Lawrence, come on. Um, And so then, you know, Condola throws up to him. Like if anybody should be worried about an ex, it's me. Like you and Issa still got y'all's jokes, you know, and you know, it would y'all still be together if she hadn't cheated on you, a question that I don't think Lawrence from the looks of it had ever asked himself before, or no one else had asked him, or maybe he just hadn't put that much thought into it, which made me feel like Lawrence did not completely, (sighs) Lawrence did not completely deal with that breakup the proper way. Like, yes, Issa cheated. So he peaced out. And even though they had their conversation at the end of season two, I just feel like he never gave it a second thought to, to really discern, like, if we can make this work, you know, can I get past this? Do I still want to be with her? You know? And I don't, I don't think he's asked himself those questions. And I think that moment with Condola kind of gave him a rude awakening. Okay. I think that there are moments I think because they chose to be because of the way that they're in each other's lives, given like their connections between their their you know their, their friendship connections and just their life connections at this point, like does warrant a different does warrant an extra question or two maybe in your debrief if I'm thinking like work like now, but if I'm thinking of like how you sort of fully deal with something right like as you say fully deal with the breakup and so one of those questions could have been was that question which I thought the way that the way that that was shot and written that whole scene and for it to end with that question if she hadn't cheated would you still be together like the way the pause the like everything to me let you know everything that you just said right like he really hadn't considered that question or he had and he just never decided to answer the question right like one of the two but he never right never dealt with that question and maybe that is one of the Mm -hmm. questions that you should ask yourself when you are uh, still constantly dealing with someone because I they, because to me if they had if they if they were not in each other's lives to this day right if when they broke up they no longer were seeing each other to me the this extra they wouldn't see where each other has pro- evolved to be right to this point which is what is sparking all these extra thoughts and and feelings and yes, and reimaginings yes. and and whatever feelings that are happening one of the things that i wrote down yeah because that one of the things that i wrote down is the danger of still being in each other's life after the breakup right seeing how Mm. they evolve from or after each other like that is the potential danger right especially if you have not answered those additional questions because to me they 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 had had a sufficient uh sort of ending even though it had its peaks and its valleys and we could question how they got to that place when they finally had that heart to heart, I felt like they were able to move forward. Yes, I think that there's still some. You almost like like they're saying like when people get get the flu or they get sick or they get a cold, you can have it, but then there's a recovery time afterwards. Like to me, they had addressed it, and so they were no longer sick, but there was still some recovery time. And if I think of it that way, we're still sort of seeing some of the them like we're probably they're still in recovery time, which is why they're having some of these tender moments in the way in which 
we're seeing and why we're questioning it. And I think it's just bring that question, like at what point does it cross from being a moment to being like not just that and you need to have a different question. Okay, so the other thing I wrote down is, is Lawrence trying to start over or is he trying to pick up where he left off with Issa by trying to establish something new so soon with Condola? Or is he just more aware of his end game and can spot the signs that don't lead to that, right? Like depending on how you view Lawrence's approach determines to me how you view how he's dealing with this because there's something to be said for a guy who's been through everything that he's been with with Issa knows that that's like not where he is like knows that that relationship is over but is clear around the kind of relationship that he wants moving forward and he then to me can have the right to question like how he's dealing with Condola because he's seen the signs that don't lead to that and that's what she's doing and so he's trying to get he's trying to get more clarity on that and she's like yo I just got divorced a year and a half ago. Like, I'm definitely trying to ease it up. They're approaching this relationship from different, from completely opposite ends of, like, their experiences are dictating this, and they're clearly different um, in how they're dealing with those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. That's it. I think that's all that I wrote down. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I did write down if she hadn't cheated. Yeah. Oh, you told me to say something. I don't know if you brought it up. You told me to remind you, sometimes we have our own way of saying... No, that was for a different topic. We were talking about something else. We were were talking about something else. But I can't remember. (laughs) We were talking about something else. See, I wrote it down so I can remember this. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I remember that now. Um, ha. But I will say really quick, if I hop back to episode two, when Issa was talking to, when Issa and Molly were up on that mountain and they were taking that hike or whatever, mm-hmm. and Issa said what she said, and but she said it in a way like a ha-ha, like, I mean, t- she tried to do it in a ha-ha way because remember she was still like under her breath, like, um, I told you I didn't want to say it and you know, you know, whatever. It's like, I think that, you know, when it comes to hard truths with our friends and, and not knowing exactly what to say or how to say it, I think sometimes that we do have our own way of saying it. And even, even if we put it in a joke or, you know, whatever, when we know our friends, we just have our own way of saying things to let them know that the decisions that they're making aren't great. But, you know, I think I was saying something like that. Like, that, yeah, that's what I was Got talking it. about. Like, but that makes sense. We all have, we always, yeah. And if 80. 80- we have our own way of approaching it. Like, we may not sit down and have a heart to heart, like, intervention type shit but you know we find a way to say what we need to say and know and, and if our friends know us then they should take heed to what we're saying because they know that that's not something and that we, 80 you know, if we 90 95 percent of the time it always they do get it it's that five percent it's right. that ten percent where they don't because that, they don't want to well, because they don't want to uh different episode different episode that or um, you be or yeah well that or you're challenging like or you're choosing to challenge the, I don't know. I don't even, you're right. Different yeah, episode. That, they don't I want need, to. I that, need to, yes. that requires me a different level of thought than I'm able to give right, right yes. now to the topic. All right. So we're going to, now we're finishing up, uh, insecure. All right. So now that Lawrence and Condola have had their conversation, we are really at the end of the, uh, episode now. So Lawrence is on his couch and he is going through Instagram stories. He then went to Chad, who's, uh, fiance Leah or wife. I don't even know what Leah is. Didn't want the camera in her face, which I really want to see, Leah. Um, then he goes That's to Derek Shirley. and Tiffany. That is Big Shirley. Yeah, that is Big Shirley. Yes! Then we go to um, Derek and Tiffany, who are... Uh, Tiffany is asleep with the, with a plate on her, on her belly, and Derek is still talking about some gobble that dick. We see Kelly, who, for some reason, has Trina and her son at over her house. Kelly, what the hell? Like, and Trina I just came really in there with her crown. Thought that, that really made me smile to see Trina busting that door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, listen. Get your head with 
with your crown. With your crown. With your crown. Yes. Oh my God. Kelly is hilarious. And then uh, Lawrence gets to Issa's story. And so he sees her, you know, out with the mall at the Mexican restaurant. And he sees the Mexican band playing. And then it goes to, you know, we see Issa, like, you know, jamming or whatever with the Mexican band pretty much. And Lawrence hits that quick reaction button. I already know what it is. It's the quick reaction. So he sends Issa some smiley faces. And, of course, it goes to a DM. And the episode ends. As soon as he sends that, we hear dun. It was just so it was so perfect. And we see Issa's three dots to respond to Lawrence. Yes. We don't know what she says, but we see it and we see the smile on Lawrence's face. And then cut to black, case of the X, Maya, let's go. Let's go. I like how they cut it off without us seeing what Issa was gonna say next. I really like how they did that. I I also I like how they I mean I said I can see why he responded in the sense that like he had just been poised with the question that he hadn't that he hadn't considered really mm-hmm. right to that point. And now he's now like in social media puts us in contact with people, even when we're not in contact with them right now. And so he came across that and that was his reaction. He decided to test it in that moment, right? Just t- go on impulse and explore it's that, explore that midnight feeling. And she's on so. your phone. Yes, he explored that feeling all right. And we're going to see what that feeling brings. Which brings me to the question of like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? What are your sort of big picture or whatever positions? I think they will. I think they will um, flirt with the idea of Issa and Lawrence. You know, I think I'm I'm talking about the show in general. I think the Mm -hmm. show is going to flirt with the idea of Issa and Lawrence like getting back together, kind of make the viewers think that. Um, I do think that there will be some type of intimate moment between them. Again, like I said, whether it's a kiss or actual sex where they have a slip up. But I think that ultimately they will come that they're not going to get back together. Like, I I don't think that they're going to get back together. I wouldn't mind seeing them get back together or at least explore the option. But I don't think that it's going to happen. And I think it's going to tear it's going to rock Issa and Condola. Which I get why Molly doesn't want Issa to be friends with Condola. Like I get it. After I watched that wind down and she said what she said, I get it. Like you don't want your friend in a situation that you know is not going to be healthy for them, that you know is not going to end up good. So I totally get that. But I guess we'll just have to see. See, I think. What about you? Yeah, I think you took some seeds. There's some things that see. I think I just remember Guyran trying to piece shit together without even realizing that I was doing it at first. But because we, you know, this is one of the shows where you watch more than just the show itself. You watch the interviews, you watch the wind downs. Like they have things for you to to get into. Mm-hmm. Like so, I pieced together at least that's helped me think about this. Is that it's ten episodes this season. The first five are going to deal with this, which is why we're seeing every episode is the countdown to the block party. The block party to me either the during it or before the after, whatever is where the we see the. Mm, where we where we're able to see what happened that led to Molly where we we're able to see what happened that led to the first scene of the first episode of this season where Issa was like you know what I really don't you know I don't deal with Molly anymore then the last half of the five is where we're going to see what how they deal with that fallout or whatever that fallout is or, you know after the block party the first five deal up with up to the block party and then the last five deal with afterwards I think the eighth episode like I said because that's the one where they were talking about Kerry Washington who directed that episode if you saw the the interview yeah, between Issa and Molly, how she said we were having that heart to heart and we were duh, outside and it was cold. That to me means like something happened and they were having some, huh? I think like you said, 
in the wind down with that interview, I think you're talking about the one with Yvonne when she was like, she just knows, like, you know your friend and you just don't want to see them go down that same path making the same decisions. As much as we evolve, right. we realize people are evolving. There's a difference between being evolved and evolving. And when you recognize your friend is evolving, they can sometimes have a tendency to make decisions that set them back. And so you just want to help them not put themselves in a position. It's not that you're not believing them. You just want to help them not put themselves in a position to have to potentially make a setbacking decision and that's to me also a way to look at how uh, Molly is dealing with Issa and so in that sense when she made that statement that you don't want to see your friend like you know what's not good for them that almost leads me to believe that Condola is going to do something to fuck like not to fuck it up but to make you go ah like ah Condola like because as of right now I think she's making like she's not making I mean, you could judge her decision right or wrong, but I think she's making good decisions in terms of how she's responding or dealing with this whole Issa and Lawrence situation and how she's navigating the two. But it almost makes yeah. it seem like Molly's, like, point... Like, Yvonne was pointing out that at a certain point, Condola's going to do something that's just going to be straight up wrong, and she don't want to see Issa, like, get into that. Or she, you know, knows Issa's going to fuck Lawrence. I mean... <sighs> but it's so much to tell. Like, either way. I don't necessarily have... I think I'm trying to ride the wave. I'm really more interested in the Molly and Molly and um, Issa storyline and seeing how they seeing how they deal with the tension, how the tension happens, and how they deal with the aftermath of that, and what sort of happens, how they wrap it up. I'm more I'm definitely interested in seeing how that happens, and also I think the thing that we we haven't talked about is how other people deal with that. How does Kelly? How does um, Tiffany deal with that when it's actually happening? So. I guess we're going to have to stay tuned and just see how things work out. And as you guys know, we will be staying tuned every week. Um, if you haven't figured out, guys, this quote-unquote mini-sode, I'm no longer going to call it a mini-sode because it's over an hour and a half. Uh, it's only because Insecure. It is based on our portion of our podcast where we do What Are We Watching? And clearly, we've been watching Insecure. So, we I think get that's Get into Ozark gonna... or nothing. So, you know, th- this is oh, just... Oh, no. I haven't even started season two of Ozark, so we can't get into uh, that yet. I just finished um, season three. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap up our mini-sode this week. I am interested in hearing you guys' um, views on Insecure. Like I said, my friend hit me up. I want some other people to hit me up. What do y'all think so far? What are y'all's predictions? Who do y'all feel like it's right or wrong between Molly and Issa? Like, what are y'all's views on that? Like, friendships are some shit. Uh, like, I mean, come on. It's, it's tough work, just like relationships. So, please let us know. You can reach out to us <laughs> on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us, a perspective, no E at the end, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all continue to show us and are thankful that you all continue to tell five people and tell them to tell five people who probably tell five people to tell five people, right? So thank you. Um, yeah. Yes, thank you guys. And thanks so much again for sticking in when they're with us through quarantine. I'm working from home, so I'm about to get back to it. What y'all doing? Oh, God. Aaron, back on the corona. Y'all also let us know what y'all doing. Y'all working from home. Y'all chilling. What's going on? Um, but whatever you're doing, we hope you stay safe. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. A bar. Da da da. Da da da. Da da da.